Okay, good morning, everyone. Okay, we are up to the last phrase in the first Pasuk in Parshas Noach. We've spent a while talking about this Pasuk. Ela told us Noach, these are the offspring of Noach, <coughs> the happenings of Noach. Noach was a tzaddik, perfect in his generation. Last week we spent our time talking about that idea of Tomim Hayabidei Reisov, that he was perfect in his generation, and the famous debate which Rashi brings was that saying that he was only relatively perfect, but had he been in the generation of Avram, he wouldn't have been significant? Or were we giving him credit that he was perfect even in his generation? Even in his generation, which was so difficult, so bad, he still managed to be perfect. But now we're up to the next phrase. Es hisalech noyach. With God, noyach went. Es hisalech noyach. What does that mean? God, with God, Nayach went. In the Targum, it says, With fear of God, Nayach went. Nayach always acted as if there was a God. He believed that there was a God, and so he acted accordingly. Nayach always walked with fear of God. There were those people who didn't, people who lived as if there was no God, as if HaKadosh Baruch Hu wasn't there. But Noyach, Noyach walked with God. Let's look here at how the uh, the commentaries, how the Mepharshim Rishonim uh, speak of this idea, understand this phrase of so we can develop things a little bit further and understand a little bit more. The Rabbeinu Sadia Goen says, like the Targum, Be'iras Elohim, he walked with, uh, with fear of God. Eswa Elohim Yisalech Noach means that he went with, uh, with, uh, with, with fear of God. The, the, um, the Ramban who has a, le- a lengthy discussion here in the Pasuk. Um, the, 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 he says as follows, V'achar she'omar she'wish tzadik, after it says that he was a righteous person, that he wasn't a person of theft or of moral, moral corruption, like the guilty members of his generation. Omar, he said, says the Ramban means that he walked with God to fear Hashem alone. He wasn't someone who followed after were the foolishness of those who look at the way the sky would, uh, would define things for us, that we would look at the stars and say that defines our future. He didn't go after Avedah Zora. He was not attentive to them at all. He was completely and totally attached to Hashem. He followed the path that Hashem chose, 
or that Hashem would guide him upon, because he was a prophet. Kitam continues the Ramban. That's like the Pasuk which says, he says that we have a posuk later in Dvorim, where it says you're supposed to go after Hashem. And that posuk is said in the context of the prohibition, the warning against following a Navi Sheker, a false prophet, a person who profits in the name of Avedezara, in the name of the stars, or whatever else it is. And so, says the Ramban, just like over there it says, you should follow after Hashem. And by the way, it also says, and the Ramban writes about this extensively, and he references it, by Avram Avinu, where HaKadosh Baruch who says to him, Hisalech lefanai, go ahead of me, tamim, and be complete. So the, the idea the Ramban explains is similar to what it says over there as well in Sefer Dvorim. Tamim Hashem you should be complete with Hashem, completely faithful to Hashem, and that means that you don't pay attention to ma'ininim and to kaismim, to sorcerers, to all kinds of other sources, quote-unquote, of guidance, of direction, of what's going to be. No, we place our complete and total trust in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, complete and, to- and to- total trust in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and, that's, uh, and that's, that's, that's it. That's the absolute of the, of the beliefs. That's the absolute power of this belief system. So this is the way the Ramban learns uh, this idea of going with fear of Hashem that was as opposed to idol worship and all of these other things, Noyach was completely and totally faithful to Hashem. Remember that idol worship was already present in the time. From the time of the generation of Enosh, idol worship was a, a, a significant belief system. But Noyach went Esoelikim. He was a believer in the true God. While later we will learn about Avram who discovered Hashem, Noach was somebody who held on to. He was one of those people, as the Ram, Rambam brings in Hilchis Avedezorah, that there were many people, even as Avedezorah grew, not many, there were several people, even as Avedezorah grew, who continued their belief in Hashem. And his examples are Noach Mesushelach, Noach Shem, and Ever. Noach was a believer. He continued to believe in Hashem and paid no attention to the Avedezorah that was the 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 uh, the passion or the belief system of the um, of his of his contemporaries. Radak has a very different pshat in Esrael and a very powerful pshat, very very powerful pshat in Esrael Listen to what he says: Dove Koyaboy, he was attached to Hashem, the Chol Deroch of Lishmoi. And everything which he did, he did for the sake of Hashem. And this showed a, a tremendous power of his seichel, of his mind, that overcame his nature. Because he was in a generation of people who were wicked, thieves. And he did not learn their actions. The only one alone who stood to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu was him. What, what Radak is saying, in a certain sense, or what Radak could be understood as saying is, that this statement 
is a continuation of Tzadik Hoya B'day Raisav, Tomim Hoya B'day Raisav, that he was perfect in his generation. Remember that, that discussion, which we just referred to earlier, which we discussed at length last week. Noach was in a terrible generation of people who were doing all kinds of terrible things. And as we went, went through last week, as the Rambam teaches, it's very normal for a person to be nimshach b'deyosav, it's very f- normal for a person to be influenced in his beliefs, in his character, after his contemporaries. To behave like the people around him. And in this case, the people around him were all of these terrible people who were doing all kinds of things. But Nayak didn't live as if the company that he kept was these people. Rather, the company that he kept was the Rabbi Nishlelem. He was so driven by his seichel, by his understanding of what the right thing to do was, that that was the thing which motivated him over everybody else. If you look in Shulchan Aruch, excuse me for one second, in the very first page of the Shulchan Aruch, so what does it say? The, the first line in Shulchan Aruch is that a person should roar like a lion. He should be awakened like a lion in the morning to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Right? We get to break the first halach in Shulchan Aruch first thing in the morning. Okay, so you should jump out of bed with excitement. And then what does it say? Writes the Ramah. That Hashem is opposite me always, that I'm always in the presence of Hashem, is a great rule of the Torah. And in the qualities of the righteous who walk before God. If a person is in the presence of a great king, he behaves differently than if he behave, than if he's at home alone. But the tzaddik always lives as if he's in the presence of Hashem. And he goes on. Okay, so that's one thing. When you say you should have awareness of Hashem, so that's relative to, you know, just acting casually and not thinking about things because Hashem isn't there. But then, listen to what he says. And he will not be embarrassed in the presence of people who taunt him for his service of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. What does that mean? So the idea that the person is there living with the awareness in the presence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu means that the biggest thing that he's worried about is the truth, is that he should do according to what HaKadosh Baruch Hu's will is. And he's always going to have these pressures, these influencers around him. Society has a pull. Says the Shulchan Aruch in Sif Aleph that a person has to live with an awareness of Hashem and that way the person's not going to be drawn after the influence of people who tease and taunt for the sake of the service of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Says the Radak, that's what it means, The Ramban's emphasis was that he went with belief in the true God as opposed to belief in pagan gods, in other things. Radak says the point is a more basic point. It's that he believed in God and he walked with God and he was more worried about the truths of God than he was worried about what other people around him felt and what other people around him thought. 
And the person who goes with God, so he succeeds not to be intimidated or overwhelmed by the influences of others because he has another thing that he's thinking about more than anything else, and that is the Rabboni Shalom and his presence. That's the way the Radak learns the Pshat in this Pasuk, and it's very, very significant. Let's learn another Pshat. Another Pshat, a different way to look at the Pasuk from the Svarnai. He went in the ways of Hashem. To do good to others. He tried to teach his contemporaries, like Chazal told us. And then he, he, he quotes a, uh, an ancient historian that said the same thing. Meaning... And this is an interesting thing because the, the Svornai himself, if you recall, we quoted the Svornai earlier, that the Svornai points out that there's a difference between how the generations were presented between the ten generations between Noach and Avram and the ten generations between Noach and Adam. And the Svornai writes in the end of Parshas Noach, he says that Avram Avinu was mishtadel mikol tzadikei ateres shelfan of likrei b'shem Hashem lo'idiyel v'nei adam guraiso v'chet adar malchusoi He paraphrases the Pesach in Ashrei. Avram Avinu, you know, he was outshined his contemporaries in his efforts to call people to Hashem, to inform people of Hashem's greatness and the honor of His great, great kingdom. U'lemoshcham b'avoysais avas chesed lovdo yishchem echad and to draw them with the ropes of the love of kindness to get them to the service of Hashem. Now, we can read that and we could say, so Noach didn't succeed in doing that. Avram Avinu did succeed in doing that, and that's certainly the case. We've discussed it before and we'll discuss it many times. Bezos Hashem Yisbarach. That Noach wasn't successful in bringing other people with Shuva, with all of the warning which he was given, with 120 years he had to build the Teva. After 120 years he didn't bring anybody with him. Uh, Avram Avinu made it that the world didn't have to be destroyed. Avram Avinu brought, had Alofim Uravavais, thousands and multitudes that joined in the belief system and the household of Avram. However, the Svornai over here writes that Nayach was going like HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and he did try to get people to serve Hashem. So let's divide this into two parts. Part number one is to understand what he means by his translation. And he says that there's a mitzvah of alachta bidrachav, that a person is supposed to emulate the ways of Hashem. And what's the most fundamental way of Hashem which is there, which we try to emulate is, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is HaToi he's good, and he grants good. Hashem created the world as an act of kindness, to do for others. And when it says that Noach walked with Hashem, it's that Noach emulated this way of Hashem. He wasn't selfish. He wanted to, to do for others. He wanted to concern himself with others. And so he went to share with others. He tried to rebuke the people in his generation. He wasn't successful. He wasn't successful, perhaps, because in the end, his methodology wasn't the methodology of Avram. 
And Avram Avinu was able to do it with more of Avaisai Sava, with more of the ropes of love. Without this Svarnai, one would have said, might have said, that Nayach just saved himself and his family, he saved the world, and he didn't concern himself with the generation. And we find statements in Chazal that uh, say that maybe Nayach wasn't mispalil enough, he, was, he didn't pray enough for Bnei Daira, he didn't pray enough for his, his contemporaries to, you know, you know, to, you know, to enable that. But uh, the Sforni is saying that it's arguable that Esra Lekim Yisalech Nayach means that he followed in the path of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that he went with Hashem, and that just as Hashem wants to share goodness, Neach also wanted to share goodness, and that was his uh, that was his that, that that was his posture. So maybe he wasn't as successful, but he still did attempt, and he tried to uh, to teach people the way of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. So those are three different pshatim, three different understandings which are found here. Again, the Targum says that he went with the fear of God. And the Ramban says what that means is that he wasn't caught up in the Avedizara, in the idol worship of others. The Radak says when it meant that he went with the fear of God, what it meant was that he didn't allow the influence of others to sidetrack him from what really needed to happen. He was focused on doing Hashem's will and didn't allow himself to be distracted by the, by, by the wants and the desires and the directions that, that others chose. And uh, the Sforna says that was a compliment to Avram, that he walked with Hashem, that he followed in the ways of Hashem, and he was a person who wanted to share and wanted to give and wanted to, wanted to do, good, do good for others. Ultimately, he wasn't very successful in bringing to them the ultimate good. But however, that was what, that was what Noach attempted to do within his life. You know that there's a famous Gemara, if we just go back for a moment to think about what the Radak said, there's a famous Gemara that Rav Yechelen ben Zakkai, when he was dying, Loyaleinu, he, um, he, he, he said, his Talmidim asked him for a bracha, and the bracha that he gave them was, that may it be, Your fear of heaven should be like your fear of people. And the, the Talmidim were puzzled. They said, really? We should only be afraid of Hashem like we're afraid of people. And Rav Yechman Zakai said to them, Halavai, it would be great if we feared Hashem like we feared people. And I'll show you, because when a person thinks about doing something wrong, a person thinks about stealing, what do they do? They look to the right, they look to the left. If nobody sees, then they might do it. They look around. Do they look up? Do they recognize that HaKadosh Baruch Hu sees? People are very tangible. They're very present. We worry about them. The Rabbani Shlalem Tas sometimes is, oftentimes is, an abstraction. means that Noach walked mamish like Hashem was with him all the time, and therefore it overpowered his, uh, his concern about the, the influence of others. I also want to mention something in the name of my Rebbe Zuchan Levachar Rabbi Weinberg, who used to say this, and I've shared this with some of you before, certainly, the, 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 the Rambam begins his, his Mishnah Torah, his code of Jewish law, by saying that Yesayda, 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 Chachmais, Leida, Sheyesha, Motzui, Rishain, Kadmain, it's the foundation of all foundations, etc., to know that there is there a being, 
upon whom we all completely and totally depend. So the, the issue was that the Ramam in the Sefer HaMitzvahs writes that a person is supposed to lahamin, is supposed to believe. Here the Ramam writes that a person is supposed to know. What's the difference between lahamin and leida? Now, Rabbi Weimar Zuchar Levrocha used to always say that he doesn't know, and he would quote the footnotes of Rav Chaim Heller to the Sefer HaMitzvahs, because the Sefer HaMitzvahs was written in Arabic. So uh, it's not clear that what he wrote there was really about belief rather than knowledge. But Lemaise, in the end, in the book, in the code, he writes, you have to know. What does it mean to know? And Rabbi Weimar was opposed to any explanation which said that the idea is that you prove it to yourself, so that it's knowledge instead of belief. That, that's not our way generally to prove it. But rather what he said was to know means that you live with the knowledge of HaKadosh Baruch Hu as an absolute reality. Right? A belief has the connotation of an abstraction. Knowledge means it's 100% real to me. I'm living with Hashem. The mitzvah is that it shouldn't just be an abstraction, you know, uh, how could this world have come into existence? There must be Hashem. Okay, good. I pay tribute to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But a person walks around, lives life with awareness that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is there. Not just the fear of Hashem, but also sensing the hand of Hashem, the guidance of Hashem, that you're living in a world with God. That's the consciousness. That's the awareness which a person has to have. That's the mitzvah d'oraisa of Leida. And that's what the Pasuk is saying here about Nayach. If you wonder from where did he get the fortitude to withstand the pressures, the influences of those in his generation, because it's true he lived with all of those folks, but he also lived with Hashem. Okay, so those are a few three pshatim which we have on the page. And you may notice we skipped one. The one who usually has Mishpat HaBechorah, who usually is the first, the first one for us to discuss. And now we're going to go to that. And that's Rashi. What does Rashi say on Esau Lekimi Salich Noyach? So it's, a, it's, a, it's an important Rashi, a well-known Rashi. Writes Rashi, With regards to Avram Avinu, it says, Walk before me. What does that mean? That's a Pasuk which we mentioned a few minutes ago. Hashem gave Avram Avinu a mitzvah of brismila. And when he gave him that mitzvah, he started it by saying, Go ahead of me, go before me, and be perfect, and make yourself perfect. So he was told to walk before Hashem. And here it says, by Noyach, that he walked with Hashem, not before Hashem, not in front of Hashem, but he walked with Hashem. So Rashi is noting this distinction, and he writes as follows. It says also, by the way, about Avram, Asher hisalachti lefanav. He also says, the God who I walked, I walked uh, before him. Right? Where, is that a, where is that a quote from? So there we're quoting from Parshas, uh, Parshas Chaye Sora, where Avram Avinu is giving the charge to Eliezer of going to get a, um, a wife for Yitzchak. And, uh, and what does, he, what does he, he say to him? Sorry, 
So what Eliezer quotes him as saying to him, when Eliezer is repeating the story, he says, Hashem, Vayem Eli, Hashem, Hashem, Hisalachti Lefanav, Hashem, who I walked before him, will send his Malach with you, and he'll help you be successful. Hashem, who I walked ahead of. So Hashem gave him a mitzvah to walk ahead of him. Avravinu describes himself as having walked in front of Hashem. Right? That's at least what Eliezer says, and it's an interesting thing. It's not for us to figure out right now, but the actual posuk where Avram Avinu speaks to Eliezer, he says, Hashem, Asher Lukachani mi Beisavi, who, who, uh, who took me from my father's house. So there's a, a little bit of a, of a variation there. Right there it says, Hashem took me. And when he repeats it, he says, Hashem, who I walked before him. Who I walked before him. The way Avram Avinu was gotten by Hashem, however, was Hashem told him, go ahead of me. Go ahead of me. And here it says that Noach went with Hashem. Explains the, the Rashi. Noach indeed needed a support. Avram Avinu was strengthening himself and he went with his righteousness on his own. Kodesh Baruch Hu said, go ahead, and Avram Avinu was able to go. When it came to Noyach, he had to go with Hashem. Hashem had to be with him, support him. Hashem had to hold him. Hashem had to hold him up. So we have to understand this. Rashi seems to be continuing the pattern of the previous Rashi, where it speaks about B'day Raisav in his generation, where there are those who said that you can't compare Noyach to Avram. Had Noach lived in the generation of Avram, he wouldn't have been considered significant at all. And we, uh, we, we talked about that last week from different angles. Noach was absolutely great. But here in this, in this context, Rashi is making a contrast as well, which is not a favorable contrast. Avram Avinu was able to go freely. Noach needed a sad letaimchai. Noach needed... HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to support him and to help him. And we have to understand what that means, what the difference is, uh, what the difference is between, those, uh, between those two. What does it mean? So to some degree, <clears throat> to some degree, we can just take it very, very simply. Avram Avinu was someone who discovered HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He started from nothing. He was in a, a place of Avedah Zorah. And from that place of Avedah Zorah, he, um, he um, from that place of Avedah Zorah, he, uh, he went and he discovered, he thought and he considered and he discovered HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And it was only after he discovered HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and he was Moser Nefesh for HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu came to him. He called HaKadosh Baruch Hu, rather than, rather than HaKadosh Baruch Hu calling him. When no, Avram Avinu went into the Kivshanaish, into the fiery furnace, it wasn't after Hashem had spoken to him. It was no, Avram Avinu doing it on his own. Noyach, on the other hand, was someone who came from the tradition of belief in Hashem, from Adam Arishai. And we don't have any description ever of Noyach initiating his path with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Noyach held on. He held on with his fingernails. And so Noach, to some degree, didn't go ahead of Hashem with discovery, but Noach instead 
held on. He walked with Hashem. The Rabban Shem had created the world and who there was an uninterrupted faith in Hashem, even though many people left the path. Those who held on stuck with Hashem. He needed that. Noach needed the support of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He needed the Sad Letaim Chai. Avram Avinu, it seems, was able to jump ahead and discover on his own and do on his own. With Avram Avinu, it was a significantly different story in that, in that regard. I want to note for you something, a different place where we have this in the Pasuk. And that's in the beginning of Parshas Vayechi. In the beginning of Parshas Vayechi, Yes, it's always good if you're, you know, please, you want to chime in with a question, we're very happy. Otherwise, it's probably good to keep it on mute because we get a lot of static on the line. In the beginning of Parshas Vayechi, not the very beginning, but a little bit in, right before Shlishi, when Yaakov has Ephraim and Menashe in front of him, it says he blessed Yosef and he said, Vayomar, God, who my forefathers walked before him, Avram and Yitzchak. God who shepherds me, from my very beginning until this day. So look what Yaakov Avinu says. The God who my forefathers walked ahead of, Avram and Yitzchak, which fits, right? Remember, because what did Hashem say to Avram? I walk ahead of me. What did Avram Avinu say according to Eliezer about himself? He said, God who I walked ahead of. So he says, Avram and Yitzchak walked before Hashem. But Hashem who shepherds me, from my beginning until this day. So what's the difference between those two? One is walking ahead of, and one who's shepherded, well, shepherded would seem to be somebody who is led. Hashem leads me along the way. So this contrast is noted. I'll just mention one source that notes it. There's a sefer called Mea Shiloach. It was written by one of the great Hasidic masters, one of the most, uh, most creative and innovative Hasidic masters, which was the, he's known as the Ishbitzer, of Mordechai Yosef Leiner, the Ishbitzer, one of the great, great Gedolei Hasidus. And he says as follows, Hainu, when Yaakov Inu said, my forefathers walked before him, but on the other hand, he shepherds me, is that Yaakov Inu was making himself small relative to his fathers. They had such great wisdom that they were able to understand and expand upon the will of Hashem on their own. Meaning, they were able to intuit what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted. If Hashem opened for them a little opening, they would expand it and know what to do to do the will of Hashem. They 
they understood things even without Hashem hadn't explicitly told them. They went of their own strength. But I, says Yaakov Avinu, Hashem shepherds me. Everything that I do, I need Hashem Yisbarach to tell me how to do it. So he says, um, you know, even now in this story, right, which was the controversy over the brachas of Ephraim and Menashe, I can't do something on my own. I have to do it the way Hashem guided me. And continues the, 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 the Ishbitzer, he says, so it sounds like Yaakov was saying, I'm small relative to my forefathers. My forefathers were able to anticipate to know what Hashem would want, but I need Hashem to tell me. And Hashem tells me every step of the way. So in a certain sense, that makes me more dependent. But he says, you should know that this is a greatness of Yaakov Avinu. David prayed for this. What did he say? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not lack. I don't want him to remove his care for me, his providence from upon me at all. He should just shepherd me all the time. I want to recognize all the time that Hashem is my shepherd. Hashem in His goodness, He guides everything. Just the thing is that a person turns away from Hashem and doesn't want to look to Him and doesn't want to pray to Him. But when a person turns to Hashem with a full and complete prayer, Hashem will answer him, and he'll see that Hashem is the Raya, that Hashem is the shepherd, guarding him completely along the way. I won't turn my face away from him. So, so you see what the Ishbitzer did in his brilliance. On the one hand, Yaakov Avinu is speaking with humility, and he's saying, you know, my forefathers, they were, they were creatively spiritual. They knew what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted before Hashem even said it. You know that there's a tradition in Chazal that the Oves kept Kola Tairakula, they kept all of the Torah. How did they know it? So the Medrash says that they knew it from their kishkis, they knew it from their kloyas, from their kidneys. They had an intuition about what Hashem wanted. And you would say that's amazing. It's creative, it's 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 a, an intuitive understanding of everything which Hashem wants. Yaakovinu says, What me and Nebuch, I need a Baruch Hu to tell me everything. I'm not able to do things on my own. And, parenthetically, so now let's bring it, not parenthetically, but, but importantly, let's bring that back to our Pasuk, to our Rashi. Read Rashi that way. Noyach needed Hashem to speak with him. Noyach needed Hashem to tell him. But Avram Avinu, he discovered, he went out on his own. He knew what to do without being told. And that's, could, that could be a contrast in a certain level. On the other hand, turns around the Ishbitzer and he says... But there's an amazing thing to be shepherded by Hashem. That HaKadosh Baruch who's involved and telling you all the time. That the person surrenders and says, Rabbi Shalom, I know you're there. I want you to be there. I want you to take me every step of the way. 
says everybody would have that from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, if we only davened to him fully and completely and said, Rabbanishim, we want you to be our shepherd. And then we would have that. Then we would have that. Now, that's a, an amazing, an amazing uh, thing, because according to the Ishbitzer, we would read that Nayach, not that he needed, just clearly not the way Rashi says it. Rashi says Nayach needed a support. Avram Avinu was able to go ahead of him. And that's like Yaakov Avinu said, right? I need Hashem to take care of me, whereas my Avais, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, they went ahead of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But the Ishbitzer says you have to understand that there's something of an advantage. There's something of an advantage when Hashem takes care of you all the time. And it's the greatest thing if a person turns to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and calls upon him and says, Rabbi be there with me, be there with me, be there with me. And then Hashem is with the person all the time. That's a big mila. It's a big, it's a great quality and something, and something to, to consider. So that's, that's an angle. What I want to share with you here, however, is an interpretation of what Rashi says. Because as we just, as I just noted to you, what the Ishbitzer says, at least the turnaround, is not like Rashi. The original part could be exactly what Rashi means. As we said, Nayach didn't discover Hashem. He went along with Hashem, Hashem that was already known. Whereas Avram Avinu discovered Hashem. He went ahead of Hashem. But listen to something extremely profound, which is taught by the Maral on this Rashi. Extremely profound. starts the Maral in the Gurari and he says, Pirush al bo What this means is in the style of what Chazal teach, that one who comes to purify, HaKadosh Baruch Hu helps him. That's a principle always in Avodas Hashem, that Hashem helps those who try. But Avram Avinu didn't need that. Avram Avinu didn't even need the help. Avram Avinu was able to overcome all the challenges by himself. He says, but when it says that he walked with Hashem, it doesn't sound like Hashem was helping him. That's not what the that, that's not what the Pusik says. It just says he walked with Hashem. Venerally explains the the uh, the uh, Maral. Let me tell you what perhaps this really means. The presence of Hashem was with him. Neach was attached to the Shekhinah. And because of that attachment to the Shekhinah, he didn't sin. That was the support which Hashem did for him. One who's attached to someone won't leave him and sin and go in a different direction. Esau Lekim Yisalech Noyach means that Noyach was supported by the attachment which he created with Hashem. It's not that Hashem reached out and helped him, because then it should have put made the, 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 the subject of the Pasuk, the Rabbanu Shalalam. Right? Not Noyach walked with Hashem, but Hashem walked with Noyach. That's what it should say, if it's that Hashem supported him. 
when it says that he walked with Hashem, so says the Maral, what it sounds like is that it was Nayak's initiative that he walked with Hashem. And that sounds more like what we learned from the Radak, that beautiful idea that Nayak was living with Shivisi Hashem Lenegdi Tamid. He always saw Hashem with him. And that was what made him able to withstand the pressures of the people around him. Avol Avram Ksiv. But with regard to Avram, what does it say? He went on his own. Without that attachment to Hashem who was with him. Now why is that? Right now, you're going to be rejecting Rashi. The Maral doesn't reject Rashi. He explains Rashi. But now we have a problem. If the idea is that Nayach walked with Hashem means that Nayach always took the initiative to have Hashem with him, so then how could you say that Avram Avinu didn't? How could you say that Avram Avinu didn't? Listen to what he says. Avram Avinu was great without that feeling of attachment. Because there were numerous times that Hashem tested him. The ten tests of Avram Avinu. Says the Maral, when Hashem is testing you, is he with you? A test, by definition, is that the one is standing back and seeing how you're going to do, how you're going to manage. An Isayan, an Isayan, a challenge, when a person is challenged, the person has to summon the strength of their own. HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants to see what they are doing. Now, of course, the way they surmount the test is by thinking about what HaKadosh Baruch Hu would want. But the test by nature is a certain kind of a, a certain kind of a distance, a certain kind of a distance. I want to see how you're going to do, despite the fact that to some degree, the Rabbi Shalom is pushing. In the footnotes that we have on the Gur Aryeh from our dear, dear friend, Rabbi Hartman, should be well and strong. So he brings that, uh, he, he brings a, a quotation from, uh, from the Maharzav. The Maharzav is one of the commentaries on the Medrash. And he writes as follows. A person, the, the matter of an Isayan is where, where a person is left to his own strength. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, I want to see how you're going to do. I'm not helping you. You have to do this by yourself. So when it says that Nayach wasn't given those kinds of Nisayanis. In a certain sense, of course, Nayach's entire life was an Isayan, how he lived in that generation. But there wasn't a, a targeted Nisayan, a targeted challenge to Nayach. Think about it in this Parsha. Was there a targeted challenge to Nayach? Nayach was just given an escape chute. Nayach, build a teva, and that way you're going to save yourself and you're going to save the world. Nayach wasn't being asked to sacrifice anything. Now it's true. Chazal tell us that it wasn't easy for him to do that. People, contemporaries, harassed Nayach for doing it. Maybe they even wanted to kill him. But, you know, there's that old Jewish joke, right, about the, the, the Jews fa- f- uh, you know, facing the firing squad, right? And, 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 uh, and uh, you know, one of them, 
wants to do something, you know, you know, rebellious or something. They're they're lined up there, they're tied up, and he wants to do something rebellious, or he wants to say, you know, down with the king, down with the czar, and one turns to the other and says, Shah, quiet, you're liable to get us killed. You know, so like we laugh, you know, we laugh at that at that joke, you know, being hyper concerned. Hashem told Nayak, the world is gonna be destroyed. It's gonna be destroyed. So build yourself a teva and save yourself. That sounds good. He didn't tell Nayak leave your family in your birthplace in your father's in your father's house. He didn't tell Nayak, go offer up your son as an offering. He didn't tell Nayak, go send away that son of yours, Yishmuel. He just told Nayak, go save yourself. That's not an Esoyen. When Hashem tells Avram Avinu, I want you to give up and give up and give up some more, that's an Esoyen. That's a challenge. And so Nayak wasn't given those kinds of things from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He was given mitzvahs from HaKadosh Baruch Hu to support him. But when HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells Avram Avinu, I'm taking something away from you, then Hashem doesn't appear as the teammate. He doesn't appear as the support. And Avram Avinu has to do it himself. And that's the difference, which is what is being described here. That's the difference that's being described here. Is, is he being tested in this way? Is he being singled out for a test? Nech was never singled out for a test. Nech was singled out for salvation. Avram Avinu, who himself found HaKadosh Baruch Hu, HaKadosh Baruch Hu constantly tested him. And so Avram Avinu had to, not only did he to come to this place, did he have to do it on his own, but to maintain it, he had to do it on his own. To maintain it, he had to do it on his own. So I, I just wanna I wanna conclude with a uh, with a pasuk, a pasuk which comes to mind significantly. The beginning of this, the pasuk before this pasuk, or one of the pasukim before this pasuk, we cited already here in this discussion. Mizmar leDavid Hashem Rai Loyechsar, a psalm to David Hashem is my shepherd, I shall not lack. So we spoke about the Pasuk, which speaks about walking in front of Hashem, instead of Hashem being your shepherd. Instead of Hashem being your shepherd. Now, Yaakov Avinu, he, he, he says, Hashem has been my shepherd from the beginning until this day. If we're going to take the Maral's understanding and plug it into that Pasuk. So yes, Yaakov Avinu is being maktinatzma, he's being humble. And he's saying, my forefathers, Hashem tested them, Avram, Yitzchak, I mean, just think about Akedat's Yitzchak, which was a significant test to both Avram and Yitzchak. He tested them all the way through. But Hashem has shepherded me from my beginning until this day. Now, before anything else, let's realize what a remarkable statement that is for Avram Avinu to make. And somebody has to write this down for posterity because I, I, I don't have time to write anything down right now. Yaakov Avinu, did he do anything wrong, Yaakov Avinu, in his life? So Chazal take him to task for a couple of things. One of the things which they take him to task for is that when the brothers came back from Mitzrayim and then they said to him, you know, we can't go back there if we don't bring our younger brother. So what did Yaakov Avinu say? Why did you do harm to me? Why did you do harm to me? to tell him that you had a brother. What do Chazal say? HaKadosh Baruch Hu says to Yaakov Avinu, what are you saying? That's me. I went and I'm planting the seeds of your redemption in Mitzrayim. 
the fact that he's asking for Binyamin to come down to bring you down, that's, that's the geula that you're looking at. That's not bad. And you're calling it bad. That, the, the language of the Medrash is, Yahuvinu said nothing false except for that. Another thing that Yaakov Avinu did, when he appeared before Paro, when he came to Mitzrayim, what did he say? Everybody remembers. He said, Paro said, how old are you? You look so old. And Yaakov Avinu said, I'm not so old. I'm only 130. However, the reason why I look so old is because my, my years are few, but they've been bad. They've been difficult. And again, Chazal say that Yaakov Avinu lost years of his life. Yaakov Avinu only lived 147 years. He didn't live as, as long as, as his, his ancestors, you know, because of the fact that he said that long spiel. He lost a, a, a year of his life for every, uh, for every word in those psukim. Avram Avinu lived 175, Yitzchak lived 180, but there were, I think, 33 words in that exchange. And he lost 33 years of his life because of that. Because he said that they were bad to him and he ignored Hashem. He had a bad life. Then Yaakov lived in Mitzrayim for 17 years. And in those 17 years, Vayichi Yaakov, Chazal say, these were the best years of his life. And he came to realize that HaKadosh Baruch, who had been planting these seeds and taking care of him all that time, unbelievable, and now he says, Hashem has been shepherding me all the way through. Hashem has been taking care of me from the beginning, from my beginning until this day. Yaakov Avinu in this phrase has done a tshuva shalema, a complete tshuva for any moments when he lapsed and saw that bad things happened and other, thing, other people did things to him. And now listen to the coup de grace. What's the word which Yaakov Avinu used both times? Hareyosam, you did ra to me. My life was ra. And what's the word which he uses in this pasuk? It's the same root, reish ayin. But here it doesn't mean to do harm. It means to shepherd, to take care of. What's the mitzvah about caring for another person? Vahafta? You should love your reya, your fellow man, your friend, like yourself. A reya, a brother, is one who doesn't do ra, one who doesn't do harm. We know it's a feature of Lashon HaKadosh, of the Hebrew language, that the same root can mean something and its opposite. Rashi brings it many places, Rashi and Parshas Truma, in many places he brings the principle. Tisharesh can mean to take root or to uproot. Ra, bad, has the same letters as Rea, as friend, as Roa, as shepherd. Yaakov Avinu, who viewed his life as bad, who viewed himself as being stuck and harmed by the will of others and the choices of others, now he says, what am I talking about? Hashem has shepherded me from the beginning until this day. He's our shepherd. When, when Hillel was asked by the prospective convert to teach the Torah on one foot, what did Hillel say? He said a version of You should love your fellow man as yourself. Asks Rashi in Masechah Shabbos, I don't get it. 
that might tell me about all the mitzvahs between one person and another. Where does it tell me about the mitzvahs? The religious obligations. Says Rashi, who's the best friend of the Jewish people? The Rabbi Shalalam. As it says, your friend, and the friend of your forefathers, don't abandon. Hashem is the ultimate Re'acha. If you love your friend, you love HaKadosh Baruch Hu like yourself, you have it. You have there the connection. That's what Yaakov Avinu realized here. Mizmar ledavid Hashem ra'i la'yachsar. Asam unto David, Hashem is my shepherd. Hashem takes care of me. I'll lack nothing. And then what do we say? Gam ki eilech Even if I walk in the valley of the shadow of death, lo'ira ra, I fear no ra, no bad, because you are with me. You're my shepherd, my roe. There is no ra to fear when you are with the roe, when Hashem is with you every step of the way. That was Yaakov Avinu's statement. That was Yaakov Avinu's realization. Maybe Yaakov Avinu had tests in, his, tests in his life too. I think he did. He had many, many tests. He had many tests. But in the end, ultimately, what the person realizes is that even the test, HaKadosh Baruch was shepherd, shepherding me all the way through. Yaakovinu's retrospective, during the time he felt abandoned. I had bad, why did you harm me? Because that was the test. When one passes the test, one realizes, Yashem was with me, Every step of the way. May idea from my beginning until this moment. And that's what it means. Even when one walks in the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no ra. I will fear no ra because you are with me, because you are my roe. With my roe, I fear no ra. And that's, uh, that's, the, that's uh, the last uh, thing that I want to leave you with here today in this, in this shiur. Nayach required a sad l'taymchai. Nayak wasn't given isolating challenges by HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He faced the challenges of being in a generation where his beliefs were different than everybody else, but Hashem never asked him to do anything but to save himself. Hashem said, I'm here for you, build a teva, I'm going to take care of you. Others, Aravais, many times HaKadosh Baruch Hu asked them things which required sacrifice, which for a time made them feel very, very lonely. But ultimately they realized that Hashem was with them all the time. Hashem was with them all the time. And as the Ishbitzer said, when a person recognizes through tefillah, through prayer, etc., that Hashem is with them all the time, that's the highest madrega. What Yaakovinu ultimately said was the highest madrega, the highest level, that Hashem is with us all the time. So as we are here and hunker down and staying home to save lives and being very, very careful being very, very careful to stay home. And we have an Isayan, and there are, there, are, there are all kinds of uncertainties that abound. We have to be connected to the shepherd. I will fear no evil, for you are with me. You know that uh, many people know that one of the people who I admire very much is a man named Natan Sharansky. And Natan Sharansky had, when he was in jail, he had a little Tehillim. He learned Hebrew and he figured out how to say Tehillim. And his favorite phrase was, 
I will fear no evil for you are with me. He, his autobiography is called Fear No Evil, based on this Pasuk. person has to recognize at all times that Hashem is with us. Hashem is with us. He's the Raya, He's the Shepherd. We should be aware of it. We should live with it. Live with it. Don't go a minute through this process without that feeling. It's hard, I know. I'm not speaking, I'm not lecturing down to you. I'm talking to myself very, very strongly with all the tactics and things that we have to do. We should feel HaKadosh Baruch with us every single step, every single moment of this challenge and every single moment of life. May we sense the, 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 the hand of the Roa. On Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, we say, Kivakoras Roya Edroi, like the shepherd looks at his flock. That's what we say during that scary prayer of Nisana Taikef, when Hashem looks at us. Say, no, Hashem is defining our path, He's defining our future like the shepherd. There's no Ra, there's no Ra, there's no bad. It's only, it's only from the Raya, it's all from the shepherd. May we be Zechet to feel His comforting hand in Yerzah Hashem.